Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody. Tonight, your neighborhood good golf dealer joins the Gulf Oil Companies in presenting another program in this series of reviews, musical comedies, and dramatic shows. Written, directed, and acted by the greatest names in Hollywood for the benefit of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. Tonight, it's a review written by Duke Atterbury and directed by Busby Berkeley. So welcome all of you to the Motion Picture Star's own program. Welcome to the Gulf Screen Guild Show. With Bob Burns and Warren Heimer. Holly Moran and George Rath. Virginia Farrell and the Bryan Sisters. The music of Oscar Bradley. And Hollywood's favorite master of ceremonies, George Murphy. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Gulf Screen Guild Show. We're going to start the show today with one of my closest friends, a fellow that I've admired for some time. Here he comes now. I want you to meet George Murphy. Oh, that's enough. That's enough. Thank you very much, George, and thank you, fellas, and thanks for that nice introduction. Oh, that's all right, Murph. What are you going to do for us? Well, if Oscar will help me out, I'd like to sing All God's Children Got Rhythm. All God's Children Got Rhythm. All God's children got swing. Maybe haven't got money, maybe haven't got shoes, but all God's children got rhythm for to drive away their blues. All God's children got trouble. Trouble don't mean a thing. When they start to go, ho ho ho, they don't bubble drown to go away. Say, all God's children got swing. Chillin'. Chillin', listen to me This is my philosophy To see me through the day To scare my cares away That's what's known as the sound of A Now you turn to the leader and he starts to play is the hymn for the judgment day. All God's children got rhythm. All God's children got swing. Maybe haven't got money, maybe haven't got shoes. But all God's children got rhythm for to chase away. 
the way, yes, all God's children got trouble. Trouble don't mean a thing. When they start to go, ho, ho, dee, do trouble's bound to go away. All God's children got Thank you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you, Oscar Bradley. I couldn't have done it without you. Oh, George. It's a, uh, George well, it's George Rath. Look, George, I don't want to start anything, but I heard we we're going to do a sketch later in the program. I don't have to play a gangster, do I? You mean one of those awful gangsters? No, no, nothing like that. But uh, what's the matter, Butch? You getting gun shy? Oh, it's not that, but just being a gangster all the time has kind of got me. Why, the other night I was dreaming that ten mugs were after me. I fought them tooth and nail, but they finally got me cornered. There I was with my back to the wall with ten guns pointing straight at me. Oh, that was terrible, George. Why didn't you wake up? What, let those mugs think I was a coward? <laughs> well, I think I see what you mean, George, but you won't have to worry about that nar sketch. There's not a gangster within gunshot. Oh, that's swell, George. You know, my dramatic coach will be glad to hear that. Your, uh, your dramatic coach? Yeah, I hired a tutor to instruct me in the drama. He's right outside. Oh, Professor Heimer. Wait a minute. Professor Heimer? Yeah, Warren Heimer. <laughs> oh, Professor, I'd like you to meet George Murphy. Charmed, I'm sure. <laughs> How do you do, Professor? So uh, you were George Raff's tutor, eh? Yeah, them screwballs at the studio was making a slug nutty bum out of him. So he called me in on the job to line out some of the finer points of histrionicism. Well, you sound like you sound like just the man. Yes, right now he's teaching me Shakespeare. Tut, tut, tut. Not teaching. It's teaching. Let me hear them pear-shaped tones. Okay. <laughs> teaching. As I was saying, uh... <laughs> as I was saying, uh, saying, uh, he's teaching me Shakespeare in pantomime. Yeah, pantomime. Now, there's a guy who can really write. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't you know that pantomime is acting? No kidding. I thought he was dead. No, no, George. Pantomime, pantomime is acting without saying anything. Lost his voice, huh? Poor old guy. <laughs> never mind, never mind. Skip it. Yeah, you can't argue with Heimer. He told the studio off this morning. They wanted me to play an Italian gangster, but he said no. So what do you think they said? All right, we'll make him a thespian. So I said no again. Yes, sir. They couldn't <laughs> fool him just by changing the nationality. <laughs> a very wise man. You sure picked yourself a coach, George. Hey, George, let's give him a hunk of Romeo and Juliet. Okay. Professor Heimer wrote a special short version of Romeo and Juliet. And take it to me, it's got everything that Shakespeare's had. Okay, George, let's go. Okay. I'm Juliet. Mm-hmm. Romeo? Oh, Romeo, where are you, kid? I'm Romeo. Should I speak now or stand here and catch my death of cold? Oh, hello, Juliet. Uh, what are you doing out on the balcony at this time of night? Waiting for you, you dope. Shimmy up the trellis and we'll pitch a little woo. <laughs> okay, here I come. Here I am, honey. Now, I'm Juliet's old man. Now, wait a minute. I'm the old man. I said I'm the old now, man. Now, listen, you. What? Well, you're the old man. Okay. What are you doing out there with my daughter? Hey, what are you doing out there with my daughter? Well, why don't you answer me? Oh, I'm mad, and I don't want to play. <laughs> oh, come on. Will you play if I let you be the old man? Yes. Okay. You're the old man. It's about time, you big palooka. Oh, yeah. I got a good mind to slug you. Wait a minute. You wouldn't hit an old man, would you? Oh, all right. Get on with the play or I won't learn you nothing no more. Okay. I'm Juliet's old man. 
What are you doing out there with my daughter? I'm Juliet. Nothing, Father. We're looking at the moon. No, Montague is going around with my daughter. I'll shoot the both of you. No, no. Take this. I'm Romeo. You got me. I'm Juliet. Me too. I mean... Me too. Hello? I'll get it, George. Hello? William Shakespeare calling the Screen Guild show. William Shakespeare? Put him on. Go ahead, Mr. Shakespeare. Any similarity between this play and Romeo and Juliet is purely coincidental. (laughs) And now, ladies and gentlemen, the Bryan sisters. Those three little girls who made such a big hit singing in the RKO picture Love Affair with Irene Dunn and Charles Boyer. Hello, girls. Hello, Mr. Murphy. What are you going to sing, kids? Tom, Tom, the Piper's son. Okay, grab that tune and away you run. Tom, Tom, oh, Tommy. Tom, Tom, oh, And now, and now, ladies and gentlemen, a word from John Conti. Ladies and gentlemen, did you ever notice how often it's the little easy jobs that get put off from day to day? You just don't think of them at the right time. Well, there's no need for that to happen in the case of your regular spring motor oil change. The right time to think of doing that is the very next time you're at your good golf station. And your good golf dealer has put out a big do-it-now sign to help you remember. Your winter oil is probably dirty and worn out anyway, and it may be a bit low, too. So don't delay a single day longer. Drive into your good golf dealers tomorrow and refill with the correct seasonal grade of Gulf Pride motor oil. The sooner you change to Gulf Pride, the sooner you'll be sure that your motor is protected against costly wear and tear. Gulf Pride motor oil is so good that it actually saves you money. And now little Oscar Bradley makes a grand entrance riding side saddle on a termite as he and the boys gang up on Gotta Get Some Shut-Eye. Get it, Oscar? Get it, boys? Get it. 
Bradley. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the first citizen of Van Buren, Arkansas. And the Screen Guild Show's first Robin of Spring, Robin Burns. Well, thank you, folks, and thank you, George. That's, that's one of the nicest things about spring. It brings you such pretty things. You know, spring brings you flowers, and it brings you birds, and it brings all that beautiful poetry about spring. I believe if anybody's got any poetry in his soul at all, the spring will bring it out. But I believe the prettiest piece of poetry I ever heard about spring was written by my poetic uncle. That, that's my uncle, Oliver Wendell Hink. He, he, he wrote that song. He just poured his heart out in it. And I've been doing it every spring over where I work. Of course, I can't tell you where that is because we're not supposed to plug anything. I told him, I said, don't worry about me. I'm just a simple, artless country boy, and I couldn't do anything crafty. So, <laughs> that ain't near as cute as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but anyhow, I just want you people to listen to this piece of poetry my uncle wrote and see if you can't just feel the... The fragrance uh, of that uh, fluttering spring in that piece of poetry. Just close your eyes and just listen to the words of this poetry. It goes, spring has came and winter has went, and it ain't no accident. The, the birds have flew as you have saw for its spring in Arkansas. <laughs> now, can't, can't you just smell the fragrance of spring in that? Uh, don't tell me you didn't smell something. <laughs> but it takes a man, it takes a man where, that loves nature to write stuff like that. And, and that's the way my Uncle Hink was. I remember I went back to his house in the mountains one time, and I noticed that he didn't have any roof on his house. And I says, Uncle Hink, why in the world don't you put a roof on the house? And he says, well, Robin, a roof shuts out so many of the beauties of nature. He says, me and my whole family just like to lie on our backs on the floor 
and look up at the sky and see the fleecy cloud drifting across the lazy sky. And he says, once in a while, a little bird will flit across the open spaces. And he says, at night, we like to lie on our backs and look up at the pretty stars. And I says, yeah, that's all right when the weather's pretty to lie on your back and look up. But what do you do when it rains? He says, well, when it rains, we all lie on our stomachs. <laughs> but... You know, I said, you know, the, the thing about him that I admire, he, he's not selfish. He likes to share the beauties with other people. And I told him, I said, you must be awful disappointed when, when the clouds shut out the beauties of nature like that for your family. He says, but Robin, he says, the most bitter disappointment I ever had in my life, he says, was when I was a soldier in the Army. And he said, we had camped on a hilltop, and one night I was just lying on my back there looking up at the stars, and I, and they looked so pretty you could almost reach out and get them. And he says, I didn't want to see it all by myself, so I thought I'd wake the other boys up, and I nudged them. I said, boys, get up and look at them pretty stars. And says, the other soldier just kind of grunted and turned over and went to sleep. And he says, then I laid on my back and looked up, and I was just about to lose myself in the beauties of the skies again when a lonely skunk walked into camp. And he says, I looked around at them other soldiers, and there they was snoring in vulgar sleep. And he says, Robin, you know, I had to lay there and smell that all by myself. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bob Burns. Thank you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, one of Hollywood's brightest singing stars, a young lady who has thrilled us all with her glorious voice, Miss Virginia Verrill. Tonight, tonight she sings Paris in the Spring. Paris in the Spring, la 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 la, love is in the air, la 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 la, like the love affair. And every pair of arms a rendezvous for two. Paris in the spring, la la la, hearts begin to dance, la 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 la, and in every glance you'll find an invitation to romance. You must fall. You simply can't evade love The moon is there to aid love Find someone you can call your own You're to blame if you're alone It's grand, it's new mm-hmm. It's me, it's you Every beating heart Becomes a part of Paris in the spring. Je vois un arbre, les frissons verts ton corps, les mignonnettes, et les violettes arrêtent plus belle encore. L'hiver a pris, je sens un bruit, parmi les feuilles vertes, c'est. Le joyeux mois de mai Il nous dit qu'il faut s'aimer C'est vous Mon Paris, c'est vous Paris in the spring Hearts begin to dance 
and in every glance you'll find an invitation to romance. You must fall. You simply can't evade love. The moon is there to aid love. Find someone you can call your own. You're to blame if you're alone. It's grand. It's new. Mm-hmm. It's me and it's you. Every beating heart becomes a part of Paris in the Thank you, Virginia. That was swell. What a grand girl. What a grand voice. Wonderful. <clears throat> Thank you, Virginia Verrill. That was grand. In just a minute, our cast will give you their version of a wild and woolly Western melodrama. But first, a word from John Connie. Thank you, George. Ladies and gentlemen, when you move from one home to another, or when you change your old automobile for a new one, you naturally try to make it a change for the better. Well, in somewhat the same way, when you change your worn-out winter motor oil for fresh oil of the right grade for this time of year... Better change to Gulf Pride motor oil. Gulf Pride is different from all other motor oils. It's made differently. Refined from 100% Pennsylvania crude, not by conventional methods alone, but also by the patented Alclor process that only Gulf can use. This Alclor process removes still more waste. That's why Gulf Pride forms so little carbon, why it fights sludge formation, why it's so tough, so durable, and therefore so economical. So better make your regular spring oil change right now. And make it a change to Gulf Pride, the premium oil that saves you money. Ladies and gentlemen, this season, Hollywood has been making one Western picture after another. So tonight, the Gulf Screen Guild presents its own Western, entitled The Wide Open Spaces, or Two Gum Sam. Our version stars Bob Burns, Polly Moran, George Raft, and Warren Hymer. The action takes place in the little black schoolhouse. You see, business has been so good, they took it out of the red. As the scene opens, Polly Moran, the teacher, is instructing the future pioneers of the West. Attention, children! Attention! We'll skip our usual spelling lesson and begin the day with our drawing lesson. Ready? One, two, three, draw. Very good, titties. Albert, pick me up. <laughs> and now we'll have our arithmetic lesson. Ferdinand Murphy? Ferdinand. Mo- I mean, yes, teacher. <laughs> Ferdinand, stop hitting Mary over the head with Elmer. Oh, shucks, I want to go home. No, it's only one o'clock and nobody leaves this room until three. Who is this? It's me, your sweetheart, your lover. <gasps> Class is dismissed. <laughs> Hello, honey. Hello, two gums. Pick me up. Gee, it's sure good to see you again, gal. Can I come in? Yes, but what's all that hay doing on the porch? That ain't hay, gal. I wiped my foot on the doormat and forgot to take my spurs off. (laughs) Oh, you shouldn't have come back, Sam. The sheriff is out to get you. Dead or alive. I know it, gal. I ain't going to hide in them there scary mountains no more. What a night I put in. 
The moon was hardly visible through the clouds, and I lay there. It, it crouched behind the sagebrush and just trembled all night. All night long, I could see your face in front of me. Gosh, it was awful. <laughs> then, then and there, gal, I made up my mind to live according to law and order. Oh, Sam, I could kiss you for saying that. Pucker up. Now, just a minute, gal. <laughs> Don't try to talk me out of it, Sam. Now, hold on. Hold on there. Don't worry. I will. Okay. Here's your kiss. Wow! How did you learn to pucker up like that? When I was a kid, I used to like to blow up hot water bottles. (laughs) Well, now I reckon I'll have to talk to the sheriff and get myself an honest job. Kiss me goodbye, dummy. I mean, gummy. You mean if I leave you here, I have to kiss you goodbye? Yes. Well, in that case, you better come along. Get your hat, gal. Come in. Well, Coyote Edgar, what do you want? You tell him, Butch. I ain't got the heart. Sam, we came to tell you your father was the victim of acute thrombosis by strangulation of the medulla obligata. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do you mean? Say, it's tough enough reading this without knowing what it means. <laughs> Tell me about it, Edgar. Tell me the whole story. Well, a gang took your part of Jill and dropped him off the courthouse balcony. But I threw a, ro- threw a rope around him just in time. What do you mean, just in time? If I hadn't thrown that rope around your paw's neck when he fell, he would have broke his leg, sure as plumb. So now my paw's hung, huh? Doggone it, that makes my heart as heavy as a bucket of hog liver. Coyote, Edgar, I'll get you for this. Hold on, Butch. I'm getting out of here. Out of my way. I'm going my way. I'm going after him. Okay, here's your horse, Sam. Quick, gal, give me a boost. I'm off. Give me another boost. Both together now. Heave. Boy, look at that horse run. Never mind the horse. Help me off of this tree. In spite of many obstacles, two gum Sam manages to arrive at the Golden Nugget Cafe. Ho, ho, boy. Quiet ecstasy. If Coyote Edgar's in that Golden Nugget Cafe, I want to surprise him. Well, here I go. Quiet, everybody. I ain't looking for no trouble except with Coyote Edgar. Here I am. You ain't bluffing anyone too, Gum. I ain't afraid of you. You ain't afraid of me, huh? No. Then what are you doing under that table? I'm talking to a midget. <laughs> I should shoot you like a dog, Edgar, but I know I've got the advantage over you, and I like to be fair. We'll stand back to back, and you walk ten steps and draw, and I'll walk twelve steps and draw. But wait a minute, I haven't got a gun. I said I like to be fair. That's why I'm penalizing myself two steps. That ain't fair, and you know it. Well, how about four steps? Big ones? You drive a hard bargain, Edgar. Wait! Stop this duel, Coyote Edgar. Two-gun Sam is the man I'm going to marry. Then I won't shoot him. Why not? You're my enemy, Sam, and I ain't doing you no favors. I didn't hear what you said, but if you say it again, I'll break your arm. Just for that, you can go on with a duel. Well, thanks. But remember, play fair and square. Now stand back to back. Take ten steps as I count. Then turn around and fire. Okay, let's go. Stand back, everybody. Get ready. 
One, two, three, four, five. Uh, he got me. Well, guess I'll be going. Wait a minute, Edgar. You didn't play fair. Oh, I did, too. Then why did you shoot at five? You were supposed to take ten steps. I did. I hopped with both feet. And five times two is ten. Nah. Oh, I'm dying. Two gums, speak to me. It's no use, gal. I'm dying. If you do, I want to die, too. Here's a gun. Take me with you. No, gal. My time has come, and I'm going to go alone. Oh, very well. Kiss me goodbye. Doggone it, you convinced me again, gal. You can come along, too. Thanks to the Bryan sisters, Warren Heimer, Polly Moran, George Raft, and Virginia Barrel for a swell golf screen show. Oh, say, George, who's going to be on next week? Well, Bob, it's going to be another review with Joan Bennett, Rosemary Lane, Mickey Rooney, and Rudy Valley and the King's Men. That sure sounds swell, George. I'll wire my folks back in Van Buren. We'll all be listening in. Good night, George. Good night, Bob, and thanks very much for coming. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, the same time, the same station. Good golf dealer in your neighborhood joins the Gulf Oil Companies in welcoming you to another Gulf Screen Guild show with a review starring Joan Bennett, Rosemary Lane, Mickey Rooney, and Rudy Valley and the King's Men. Until then, this is George Murphy saying thank you for the Gulf Oil Companies and the motion picture industry. And good night. Grateful to MGM for George Murphy, to Kraft and Paramount for Bob Burns, now appearing in I'm from Missouri, to Warner Brothers for George Raft, soon to be seen in Each Dawn I Die. Thanks also to The Wonder Show for Virginia Vera. Billy Burke and Edna May Oliver were unable to be with us today because of illness and studio commitments. John Conti speaking. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.